Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this Monday evening? It's a Monday. Yeah, it's a Monday. <laughs> I got a little <laughs> joke with you before. I'm like, I just hope, and I'm double-checking now that I hit the, hit the record button, because it's been that kind of day. <laughs> it's been a day. We're kicking off February. I'm glad yeah. we all survived January. We did. And yeah. looking back, I kind of miss January for a change. <laughs> um, but but I'm also, you know, I'm, February's a short month. Yeah, it is a short month. It's your birthday month, too. So happy All early right, birthday. Let's not, let's not get too out of control. We've got some headlines to talk about. Um, stuff that won't be happening in February, but will be happening Potentially in March, um, Snyder Cut, <laughs> <laughs> the four-hour saga. Yeah, it's <laughs> one movie. Um, will be dropping on HBO Max on March 18th. Yeah, so I wonder. Okay, so it's four hours. So basically, we he's just gonna like roll them, and just we're just gonna go straight through. I, I'm sure there's probably some edits because I would maybe trim what five minutes, but. It sounds like, yeah, we, we, we were going to have the full four, four hour uh, event here. Are you going to do one sitting? Oh, hell no. <laughs> There's no way. I'm going to break it up. I mean, let, unless you want to do something crazy, like we could do like a four hour watch along, like <laughs> with folks. And then, yeah, we could all watch it and, and, uh, if, uh, you know, I am looking forward to it. I actually have to say, uh, uh, it's a reward. To, it, I have I feel a, kin, a certain kinship to the the Snyder Cut fans to to like the, the, the being a Star Trek fan because it was a kind of similar dynamic where people lobbied so hard to keep that show on the air for a third season and of course it became more popular over you know syndication and I feel like this Snyder Cut is in that same vein of fans really pushing hard for it and and warner brothers finally was like okay we'll do it we'll make a we'll do zach a solid and give him a four-hour film yeah i i'm mixed on it a i'm looking forward to potentially not having to keep talking about snyder cut Mm -hmm. because like all answers will be answered (laughs) all questions will be answered um but i'm also Kind of like I have such low freaking expectations, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even think it can reach that. I I really I just don't. I I I guess you could say I've seen the original Justice League, mm-hmm. but I skipped so much of it that I don't know if it counts as a viewing experience. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it March is going to be a packed month. Yeah. We're we're easing through now. We're heading into February. More things are going to come. So. Yeah, I like yeah. that we're getting more content at the end of the day. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. I was just thinking. I was just thinking this weekend how we're gonna thinking about our, our scheduling of like shows because we're soon we're gonna have like a full slate of everything from DC and Marvel because we'll you know because we'll go from Wandavision to Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, mm-hmm. it, yeah. So yeah, it'll be it'll be a, it'll be a fun challenge. Um, speaking about things coming to HBO Max, HBO Max is still planning on launching a Batman. Oh, wait. Now they're launching a Batman podcast titled Batman 
the audio adventures. Yeah. Take on the dark night that sees Jeffrey Wright lending his voice as to Cave Crusade. <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw this a few weeks ago. I think we'd even talked about it maybe late last year about some of the content that may be coming into Batverse when they were announcing the uh, the TV spinoff to Matt Reese's The Batman. And so then I saw this today. And yeah, Jeffrey Wright is going to be. Given his lending his voice to it, and it's like a start huge cast of people who are uh, going to be a part of this show. They don't, for example, Chris Parnell, Seth Meyers, Brent Spiner, John Leguizamo, Alan Tudyk. I mean, and many, many more. Uh, and so, yeah, so they're doing this podcast uh, that will um, be a comedic take on 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 Batman. So it should be interesting. Just give us the Batman, okay? That's yeah. all I want. Yeah. Um, and also, um, let me see. Any more DC new? Yeah, DC. So Titans, um, mm-hmm. third season, still to come. And the third Robin, we already knew that. We already know that Robin is coming back as Tim Drake. Yeah, but uh, they finally cast the third Robin this past week. Um as well as some other additional news, uh, Scarecrow is going to be in the third season, and he's going to be playing, he's going to be uh, inmate in Arkham, but this time he's going to be offering his services as a profiler and consultant for the Gotham Police Department. When is the third season dropping? Uh, they're filming now. Uh, I, I want to say later later this year. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yep. Um, moving on to Marvel, Ryan Coogler cr- is creating a new series based on the Kingdom of Wakanda for Disney Plus. All right. Yeah. And- yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was another biggie. And yeah, so yeah, it's Kingdom of Wakanda, but also I think he it's a five year deal that he's doing that he's got with Disney Plus too to create other other content also. But the first one out of the gate with this deal is going to be. A, a a Black Panther spinoff. Yeah, but we don't. For some reason, when they say Kingdom of Wakanda, I think I think animated. Um, but that may be wrong. That may be wrong. Yeah. I don't know. And also, I mean, we were talking about it during our Black Panther review and spoiler session. Is that that movie works because it wasn't just about Black Panther; it was about Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so launching like a who needs a sidekick? You have your own country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, apparently it's supposed to be a drama too. So, in, uh, to your point, so yeah, I mean, it it definitely lends itself to um to, to what we discussed in, in our during our spoiler cast about Black Panther. Did you um look at the set photos for Thor: Love and Thunder? I did. What did you think? Because I did not. <laughs> what the, what did I think? So there's so there were four there were several set photos and so we had of course Chris Chris the Chris's Hemsworth and Pratt uh, standing this beside one another. Uh, Chris Pratt Star Lord has uh, received a, a costume update, uh, and so has has Thor also. It's not Fat Thor. Uh, looks like Muscle Bound Thor is back. 
um, and the long hair Thor is back. And it looks like he is wearing his, um, it was the Thunderstrike costume. It was, I think, around the 80s. Someone, someone posted on our, on, our, on our socials that Thor looked like he was, he was stepping out to, in, a, in an 80s rock band <laughs> in the costume that he had on. Uh, but uh, another thing with the, with the set photos, there are a couple of uh, goats who were in the shot as well. And uh, folks who are familiar with the comic, I guess, uh, those were th- those two goats are uh, basically carry Thor on, on. He has a chariot, and they're the drivers of that chariot. So, so we're, we'll see. I guess you know. I guess we'll be seeing a lot of Asgard in in this particular film. Uh, we also got uh, set photos of Nebula and her an updated costume, and also um, um, Sean Gunn, uh, who uh, was it. Klingler, what was the character's name that took over for Yondu? Um, I have no idea. Yeah, he's also, I'm blanking on it right now, but uh, his character was also in the set photos. And of course, you saw Yondu's arrow, which of course, you know, we saw his, um, saw him practicing with that at the end of, um, I want to say at the end of, at the last Guardians of the Galaxy film, if I recall. So uh, those were, those, yeah, so they they were on the uh, daily, Daily Mirror UK, I think, was the uh, folks who had published those set photos, and uh, so yeah, I mean, it's we we are getting we're we are getting more MCU, even though it's going to be a bit before this film comes out. But it, it they are filming down uh, down under, and um, yeah, it was just awesome to see those set photos. So I didn't look at the set photos. I didn't even realize any drop, but that's fine. Um, but I did happen to watch the latest WandaVision mid-season trailer mm-hmm. on Disney, Disney Plus, and I don't have any complaints about it. I don't think it's giving away too much. I think it's really because this show is such high concept. Mm-hmm. We know it probably lost some viewers initially because of just how they had to do the setup during especially those first two episodes. Yeah. Um, that I think it's trying to remind you, okay, w- this show is about to take a drastic turn and really delve into that Marvel, univer- Marvel universe that you know and love. So yeah. come back because we've only just get, um, we've only just begun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree with you there. I think it definitely uh, definitely has the, the the visuals in the in the mid season trailer do have more familiar beat for the Marvel unit cinematic universe. Definitely, you know, people who may have bailed because you're right, it is definitely a, a very high concept. Very slow burn, but I'm not going to complain about that piece. I think that you're right. I mean, I think that's just the way it was structured. And, and that's a separate issue, I think, than whether or not the show is good or not, for, you know, whether or not it's, you know, dropped all at once or, or if it's a slow burn pace. I think that's a whole different issue than whether or not it's good or not. So, but I think that, that the trailer definitely does. You're right. I don't think it gives away too much. Uh, that if you have been watching this show, you'll be you you you're, you're probably already starting to put the pieces together anyway. So it, it's just sort of like okay, let's see where this goes. 
Yeah. Yeah. Speaking about seeing where it goes, um, we did get the latest installment. We interrupt this program episode. (laughs) (laughs) And, And to me, this episode, I think it's very humorous how <laughs> the first time I'm actually engaged in watching WandaVision is the episode with the least amount of Wanda and Vision. <laughs> <laughs> and and I was I was thinking about it and I, I truly believe it's because it was so meta mm-hmm. with <clears throat> we are finally introduced to characters who have the same questions as we the viewers have. So their perspective on what was happening was almost comforting and kind of like, this isn't normal. Yeah. (laughs) And there is life happening outside of this bubble. And, and so this is a mystery and we see outside and, and I just, I like it. There was, there was some Marvel humor um, integrated into this and it, it felt like a movie all of a sudden mm-hmm. um, not not to say that the first few episodes I was I was thinking where was the budget I, not that at all again this is a very high concept TV show and that that has had to build up to this moment so that they can have an episode to say oh yeah remember guys you're trapped in this bubble for three episodes but MCU exists outside of this bubble and things have been happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of things have been happening. So the very the the way this episode starts out, it gives us context as far as where we are in time. Mhm. Yep. As far as the story. And so it does confirm that it that that WandaVision does happen after the blip. And and not only the blip but also the the we're back and we see the post blip snap where people are starting to starting to return after being gone for for five years. Yep. So initially I'm watching yeah. it as Monica's coming back. Mm-hmm. And I was I was really mad. <laughs> there was some bad CGI. It was really bad. And then about a few few seconds in, it finally it it corrects itself. Yeah. And then she's running through the hallways. I'm like, okay, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> <I'll>, <laughs> I, I I have to I have to whenever that scene happened, I I literally did I I, I did almost jump out of my chair in, in glee because it was like, yes, I I don't know if it was. It, you know, as you said, we it, th- this episode really brought the things that we've seen in the first three episodes and the and the where we last left MCU as Spider Man Far From Home and all the events from in, in game, etc. And I, I was like, yes, I, I I I I I'm seeing things I'm familiar with now. It was. the story was you know i I started i was like and i think i you know we we were texting a little bit about it friday night i was like you know i feel like they're starting to put the pieces of the story together and Mm -hmm. and as a viewer i was like okay this this i i I, now i'm starting to buy into this yeah i the the snap and the blip Mm -hmm. 
are such critical, monumental pieces of this 10-year-long narrative that for them to, to use it as the opening of this episode and to really not only pull you back into this story, but to, to connect you to Monica, mm-hmm. um, I, thought was, I thought was very genius. I like how there was tragedy involved with mm-hmm. Monica. Um, yeah. What she missed Dodd on, it only took about two lines of dialogue to get there. And then also, it it really headlined, or it really brought us to S.W.O.R.D. and our introduction to S.W.O.R.D. and what they're all about and Monica's mm-hmm. dynamic with S.W.O.R.D. And, and, and then the ball just kept rolling where all of these characters we knew were out there um, start to break... Um, get brought in. I mean, we have the FBI, we have Darcy come in and, and then it just is this little meta (laughs) meta episode where it's like, really? We're watching a sitcom with two Avengers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Why? What is happening? And, and then in this backtracking of like, if you've been watching all these episodes, this is why why Wanda encounters this mobile plane. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. this is the beekeeper that you saw on on yeah. all this stuff and near, and and I thought it was I w- it was really done well. Um, I don't have any complaints about that. I, I again, like I said, this is the episode where I actually was pretty engaged throughout mm-hmm. the entirety of it. Yeah, yeah, I same here. And you know, and, you, and one of the things you just you mentioned about the story and uh, the, with post blip and how they handled that, and Monica learning about uh, Proton, her her mother dying of cancer, and before she got back, and and so it really did get into uh, you know the ramifications. Whereas you know, Far From Home was more the comedic part of you know of life after the blip, whereas this is the, you know, we see the, the, the tragedies that people dealt with from it as well. Right. And yeah. And, and, and that was, you know, so I think that again, I think for me that really started pulling and, and we talked about this, I think maybe the first time for the first episode where we were like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe about halfway through. And I think you even, you said it yourself, they'll start pulling it, pulling things together and we, and then I was like, yeah, and I'll probably be about four or five. I'll be like, yeah, I'm all about this series, and here I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but and and I think that was and 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 because I think they they you're right, they did do a, a good job of connecting what we've seen to what to to, to what we know uh, as far as the, the meta aspects of yeah, you're like yeah, that Jimmy Woo was like dead on it's like yeah we're watching a sitcom about the avengers <laughs> yeah yeah why <laughs> who's doing this to you and yeah. i i like how he's also fbi and he he just found himself like trying to investigate he just stumbled upon this and then now he he's met monica and now he's fully entrenched in sword and all this stuff. I think um, you got a little bit of a fish out of water from him, which is, which is. Yeah. 
Yeah, which is very cool because again, you know that that earnestness that and that fish out of water aspect of Jimmy, you know, we saw that a lot in Ant Man. So, mm-hmm. and so you know, so again, it's that familiarity and 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 I think it was and looking at it now, I I, I understand why why they did it the way that they did because I know I know you made it a note. Um, but why didn't they start with the with this episode? But, but I don't know if I, if they had. I don't know if if. I mean, yeah. Granted, I probably would have been less frustrated from the beginning. But but now, having seen the four and see them as a as a unit, I'm glad they actually rolled it out the way that they did. Yeah, I I agree. I've been thinking about that note a lot, and at the end of the day, you you have to be. You have to, to fully understand Monica's story, you have to find yourself trapped in that bubble mm. for a period of time before you can escape it and, and start to realize that, yeah, that's, that is not the world and something else is going on. Um, something that I, I did want to also bring up about this um, that I was thinking about is it's very interesting to me how... Oh, I, we're almost inundated with this idea that superheroes have fake identities and no one knows who they are and it's always this double persona. But Marvel, over the span of 10 years, has created this universe where even the backup characters know exactly who the Avengers are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially yeah. the B-list Avengers. Like, I love Vision, but Vision isn't no Tony Stark. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> they know who Vision is. Uh, so so I just I think that it's very interesting how it was it was there was no question that is Wanda and that is Vision and they are trapped in a sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> there was no who is this person? Why do they have these powers? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. Well, I guess I guess with Wanda, I mean I, I get, thinking back to Ultron and Civil War, I mean, I guess she, well, she's had two significant things. Because I mean, didn't she? Wasn't she? If I recall, wasn't she responsible for like part of Zakovia getting destroyed anyway? And then, and then, of course, we saw the incident in Civil War where they were in, um, when they were in, uh, was it Uganda or somewhere where um, yep. she puts the, the bubble around. Yep. Um, the person that flings them up and that was very public when it happened. Cause it, so, so, you know, so I guess, I guess people are familiar with, with them and, and, and I guess because of all the Sokovian Accords and other things, I guess their identities in many cases were, were, were probably made public. Now, whether or not Cap was, yeah, Captain America too, because remember they had the whole museum and yeah. and and in it. So I mean, their identities are are public, which is very interesting because you know, co- in contrast to to say the DC world, they even knew that Vision was dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I was really thinking about that. I'm I'm thinking to myself. So they know who Vision is. Mm-hmm. No, he died. At what point during the Infinity War did anybody have the time to do like a press announcement? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> do, do they realize then what what Wanda went through in regards to his death, which was another thing that 
the the shot of dead vision. Mm, yeah. Very, very, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I, I wasn't blown away for it. I knew there was something coming because of the way people were reacting to mm. this episode about a certain scene. And I can only imagine that that was the one they were referring to, which is how they, what they kind of alluded to. Um, so I had a high bar, and so it, I, I wasn't too like, oh, my God. But yeah. I, I really, I think that that was, that was a really cool moment of, of, again, reality seeping its way into this world that she's built. Yeah, definitely. I, I came into this episode cold. I, I hadn't, didn't listen to any non-spoiler reviews or anything like that. So uh, when I did see Dead Vision... Uh, it, it was another one of those uh, one of those moments. Like I pointed at, you know, I, I was like, I was Leonardo DiCaprio meme. I was like pointing at the screen when yeah. I saw that uh, because it, it was a it, it was a uh, one of those moments where I was like, yep. I mean, we always suspected it, we knew it, but then to see it in reality, you know, see it come to fruition. Uh, to confirm that he he is indeed dead, especially after we know that we are a post blip, uh, def- definitely built more into this idea that this this at least for me that this this construct that that Wanda it, it, that that this is something Wanda has built, and then also whenever we see Darcy, you know, whenever they have the the technical the corrections within when Darcy's watching the sitcom being portrayed and the edits going back and forth by done by Wanda, whenever people start to piece together that something's not right here. Mm-hmm. And then Wanda like, yeah. So, you know, so I, so I'm feeling more and more like this is, this is the Feige, you know, he talked, you know, he touched on it. that This is his version of the house of M in the MCU. Right. Uh, this, that 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 this is a creation of Wanda, and I don't think Sword or Mephisto is the one that's that's directing it. She's doing it. That's that's where I'm at now, as far as my theory spiral. I I go back and forth on it. I've I've always said that it's her since the very beginning, um, and that's what pissed me off about the slow burn initially. It's like mm-hmm. everyone knows what's going on, but at the same time. I, I still think that there 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 almost has to be someone pushing her in this direction, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, the, she's lost a lot of people. We all lost a lot of people at the end of Endgame. Yeah. And, but there are still enough people for her to turn to. So how did she, how did she go from, from Tony's funeral and still end up misguided, you know, yeah. um, but it's a very grief and PTSD. Um, yeah. Right. The, with everything she's gone through her powers and how, how already emotional they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I think, and knowing Feige, it's, it's, it, it almost can never be, oh, they were just doing this on their own. No, there's somebody pulling at least one string in the background. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. And especially given that if, if this is indeed the case where uh, we, this will end up 
creating a situation that, that that blends itself into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, that there there will be something, and you know, of course, we still have the kids. I mean, because you know, with the trailer, the mid season trailer that we saw, you know, we did see the again the 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 the, the scene of Vision walking in in costume on Halloween with all the kids trick or you know in around. So you know, so we still have the kids out there as far as uh, as far as the the two Billy and 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 Speedy and Wiccan. That still could be younger, you know. We still may have that tie-in. Uh, we still have um, other, you know. We, we, you know, we did see Vision breaking through the wall, and uh, there's been some speculation that when he breaks through the wall, that's that'll, you know, that may be the thing that completely brings this this house uh, that Wanda has created down and and unleashes her villainous run that. You know that leads to Doctor Strange. So, I mean, there's definitely some things that could go that 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 are at play. That you know, so I do agree with you that there there still could there maybe still there is something out there that's pulling the strings. Uh, that's that will influence how things will will unfold for Wanda. Well, I think that on that note, we should talk about that woman because we got a lot of strings. <laughs> I didn't know how to do it. I mean, we are talking about bad guys and Batwoman's episode this week. Jeez. Batwoman <laughs> overlord. <laughs> I, I think a horrible drinking game to play would be to watch this episode and to take a shot anytime Sophia is mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Sophia is as ass. ass. <laughs> Yeah, it was yeah. it was it was pretty ridiculous how many times I heard that name throughout this episode. Um, what are what are your thoughts on the latest Batwoman? I I really enjoyed this episode. I uh, thought that it was very. It really did to, to me having Victor and and his very confident self and who he is. And he knows who he is, up uh, but you know juxtaposed with with Ryan still finding herself, and especially the scene where they're together, uh, the first time she encounters him in in the in the in the hotel suite in the in her in the old and and Kate's version of the suit, really, you know, it, it really set up a good dynamic for her coming into her own and coming more comfortable. With becoming Batwoman, and then that was sort of a that was kind of a theme I thought throughout the episode too. Because even when you look at Sophia and Alice's interactions, um, as far as you know, Alice thinking Sophia's behind the uh, downing of of Kate's plane, and 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 then but really getting into their history. As far as uh, you know, I, I did get some some Al Ghul vibes there. Watching that uh, story unfold uh, was also good. And then, and of course, you know, I, I continue each week. I continue to to grow. I really love the relationship that, like, as as you uh, as you set up with with Mary, how under. How they're they really allowing this character to grow, and 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 also Luke and 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 Ryan 
as they coalesce together as a team. So I I, I felt that this was a very solid episode. Was Oh, I thought you were going to continue. No, no oh. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> you like yeah. went through the entire episode. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Just, just, just some of the highlights. Sorry, <laughs> I still got some. <laughs> um, no, I I'm so so on this episode. I I prefer last week's episode a whole lot more mm. than this mm. week, just because it felt very much we a Sophia setup, also Black Mask was in the background, which the the way they threaded Blast, Black Mask mm-hmm. um, throughout this episode, I thought was really clever because mm-hmm. we knew that that character was going to appear at some point this season. Um, and although this was a very Sophia-focused, almost to a detriment in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, I still I still noticed how they were slowly weaving the thread of Black, black Mask as well. Um, I also think that this episode, Kate, her presence um, mm. was almost too loud for me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just just because we're we're I, as a viewer, I I really like Kate Kane. I like first season. I have no problem with Ruby Rose, but I'm also really trying to focus and get on board with Ryan and. Um, I, I think very much, I felt in a way that, that writing wise, it's almost as if Luke's in the writing, writer's room. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're still we're holding out for Kate. <laughs> You're probably just it, between Alice, which I totally understand why mm-hmm. it has to be all about Alice with that. But then you add on Sophie. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that they're, well, we already knew, but then they just remind you there is history with Sophia and Kate. Mm-hmm. And and then we we add on Jacob Kane. And then this whole thing with Mary and Luke and them fighting. And I never like to see my parents fight. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, Mary and Luke are pretty much my parents on this show. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> it's just, it was like Ryan's there, you know maybe 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was very weird watching it. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I, 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 I understand why we're moving forward with this, but it still doesn't feel as if Ryan's really the focus of the show. It's still yeah. all about Kate. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 that was one of my, that was, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I, I had some, as far as criticisms I did have for the episode and concern and, and the concern that I have moving forward with this season is what I mean, granted we, we know Kate's always going to be a presence because of, like you said, because of all the characters that you've, that you, that you listed, but they've got to find a font. You know, they, they came very, dangerously close and i think to your point and your and your your point cross the line of kate you know taking up all the oxygen in a room as far mm-hmm. as this episode and and so and i'm concerned about that just moving forward with the series as they try to establish ryan as the lead um because yes you know obviously kate is going to be there 
the mystery of what happened to her, just like like in season one, um, yeah. in, mm-hmm. they had the, what happened to Bruce. And that was the that was you know thinking back that was the critique that you and I both had. We were worried about uh, how when does this show stop being about Batman and start being about Batwoman? Yeah. Um, and it took them a while to get around to that place, but I, I felt that they finally did. And I, and I'm hopeful that they will do the same this season. That yes, we know, you know, we know Kate's gone, but we don't need to spend. Uh, significant portions of the episode lamenting about her not coming coming back, not coming back. You know, just okay. Let let's stipulate it's there. <laughs> now let's just see how black see see how Black Mask and also how the Joker. You know, given that Jack Napier's name was 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 also you know in that that in the painting on the on Kate's phone yeah. at the end of the episode. Uh, how do they all play into this and and how? You know, blackmailing Sophia into thinking Alice into thinking that Sophia was the one that that downed Kate's plane. Yeah, there's still so much mystery with with that, and mm-hmm. Sophia's involvement or lack thereof involvement. I I think Sophia also didn't work for me because she didn't feel threatening. Mm-hmm. There was something about, and Sophie really pointed this out. Where it's, why is Al still alive? Mm-hmm. If she did the unbreakable thing, which we get, mm-hmm. you, you release Desert Rose, which newsflash is a cure for everything. It's horrible. That's horrible. You release the cure for everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really so sad. But but I also liked how she was talking. It, it's a valuable resource. And what happens with valuable resources? People take what they want and, and mm-hmm. destroy it all. So that's... Um, so I, I, I appreciate that, but there were, they, they needed a moment where she, like for a moment I thought, are they going to kill Sophie? Cause that would be, I, I, nothing against Sophie, but for me to buy into this person as being really the villain, mm-hmm. they need to take out a character because she keeps saying Kate's still alive. Yeah. So they couldn't even kill Kate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they killed Kate. Didn't didn't take out you know Julia Pennyworth or yeah. So yeah, because I mean they did kind of pre- create this menacing character figure like a Ra's uncle. Mm-hmm. At you know, in, in season one. So so, but I almost saw her. It was like a, almost a, a mentoring, motherly nature with with Alice, and so, so, and, and Alice is because because Sophia herself pointed it out. If if she wanted Alice gone, Alice would be gone. So I really do think that Black Mask and possibly Joker are are the ones who are pulling the strings here, and and and. And, and utilizing, you know, utilizing Alice as as a, as a, as a means to an end to to mess with what to mess with Sophia. Yeah, I just for her to say that is different than having an action to back it up. Like True. for some reason, half of the stuff she talked about, I was like, blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know this person. And also, where the heck is your Lazarus pit? Because the moment she said, I'll give you back Kate, I was like, okay, let's see it. Let's, let's see, see it. We've <laughs> already heard the about the five years on an island. Exactly. <laughs> all, the oh. DC, all, the, all the tropes are there. So. So trophy, so tro- that was another thing. But to get back to Ryan... Um, you're absolutely right. The best scenes with her were with her and Victor. Mm-hmm. And and I think in thinking about it, the problem with this episode is that Kate had such a presence because all of the, like, Sophia, Alice are all obsessed with Kate. Mm-hmm. And this exciting incident. And, and yeah, a hero... For in for in this genre, you you need that villain. You need that person who you, for whatever reason, end up being unable to defeat. Right. And as much as last episode they were pushing, that's going to be Alice. They have not sold us on that yet. No, they haven't. And they need to they need to push that back. We need more Ryan Alice. And can you imagine this episode? And it was Alice and Ryan on the island. Oh, that'd be interesting. That would have been interesting. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Too soon, but but still, I I think that we need those episodes. There were a few episodes in season one where we had to buy into this relationship that as much as Alice is a weirdo, at the end of the day, Kate only sees her sister, not Mm -hmm. Alice. So, Mm -hmm. So they had to do a lot of groundwork. And I think that... That's what they're they need to do this season to make a to make Ryan more of a presence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I mean they did a good job utilizing Victor as that foil to to Ryan this week, and and it, and 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 also showing how Ryan can use her street smarts. To, to be an effective Batwoman because one of the other scenes that really stood out to me was whenever she was talking to to Luke and, and Mary about I know how they think how you know I run it I run in the same circles and right. and and so you know Luke and you know Luke is still in some ways you know he he's in a very sheltered he, he definitely is a sheltered per- person Mary you know, we, we learn through this story that, you know, she's still very sheltered too. And, and even though she sold all her shares in Hamilton tech, um, you know, she still has a, a lot of blind spots. <laughs> Whereas Ryan's like, Hey guys, um, a couple things, one, 12, 50 an hour is insulting when you're a multimillionaire, but two, uh, I know, you know, she knows how the criminal element in Gotham works, uh, because, of, you know, because of her circumstance, she's, she's had to deal with those people to survive. So, so I'm hoping they'll they will we'll build, continue to build on that throughout the season, to, and, and and hopefully they will show how Luke and and in particular will will gain to appreciate that uh, as as Ryan grows as Batwoman. Yeah, no, I I agree. I th- it's really hard with this show because nine times out of ten, all of the episodes are written really good. So. Even though I'm so so on this episode, it 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 was still a, it still felt like we were moving forward. 
Yeah. So yeah. as long as it, we keep moving forward, I'll be fine. Um, and that's really it. That is all I pretty much have to say about Batwoman this week. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, though. You know, you got that wig. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, we knew we knew yeah. that eventually that suit would get changed because we've seen the photo yeah. of the new yeah. suit. We did. Um, we did. Yeah. But yeah, I don't have much. Yeah, I don't. I don't really. I mean, I think it was like I said, it was it was a solid episode. It wasn't the best, wasn't the worst. It was it was. It, you're right. It just carried the ball forward, and and it will. And then, yeah, and then we'll just have to take a break for a week because the Super Bowl's next Sunday. Oh really? Yeah, no bat, no new Batwoman next week because they uh, wisely are are not going to try to count our program over over the Super Bowl. Who's in the Super Bowl this year? Super Bowl this year is Tampa Bay and the Kansas City Chiefs. I was just gonna say, okay, okay, yeah. that's what I thought yeah. uh, because I knew I knew Tom Brady was in, and I know he's yeah. on Tampa Bay, but yeah. I wanted to confirm the Chiefs. So, yep. yep. All right. Well, that is it for us tonight. Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M Polk W I L L M P O L K. And you can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>